is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number uh, brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI. Uh, again, it is Free Talk Live, the show you can dial in and bring up anything on. And by the way, it's Ian here with you tonight. And Dale. Mark is out. He is currently gone down to Florida to to plead, to beg to beg the government people down there, the governor specifically, to grant him clemency, I believe the term is, where he was convicted years ago when he was 18 or 17, one or the other. He was convicted for murder charges, and he didn't actually do the murder, but nonetheless, he was convicted for it. Went to jail, was like a 20-something year sentence, ended up serving nine years, and was released. Of course, once you get out of jail, you have the felony or whatever it was hanging over your head for the rest of your life, unless the governor decides to waive it. And the only way to make that happen is to go and beg. So that's what that's what he's going to do. And I wish him the best of luck. Uh, I Be- don't envy that. <laughs> because without uh, without clearing the record, he can never possess a firearm. And he's pretty concerned about being able to protect his family and... I think it's a legitimate concern, and so uh, best of luck to Mark. He should be back by Saturday night if all goes as planned. So in the meantime, we have our wonderful co-host sitting in, as we always do, and the toll-free number is available to you. We go straight to the phones and talk to George in D.C. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, uh, so how long is Mark going to be gone with that? Saturday night. What's up? Anyway, I was just calling for two things. One, uh, God, I got this new supervisor who's really insane. She tried to have me written up and disciplined just because I was rubbing my nose, rubbing my nose in my eye and stuff like that, and then still touching the X-ray. She used to work for OSHA. <laughs> she tried to have me written up for this stuff, and then and she, and screen manager decides to makes me write a report because he's like, you know, I got to do this, um, you know, because she brought up the complaint. Well, I had about half the checkpoint offering to help me with legal advice and to write the report and how she um, came about um, criticizing me in front of the whole checkpoint. Because of that right there, she just exposed TSA to a lawsuit that, that is like, hey, if you're going to write me up like this, the way you did it, you just exposed the agency yourself to a lawsuit and I could see the pants on because whole- Because she didn't use discretion? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. By the way, for those who didn't catch it, George is a uh, member of the TSA. He works okay. for the uh, the government. That's what I was going to ask. Thank you. So, yeah, so you've got a slob, a sloppy supervisor. You got a sloppy supervisor who is uh, just cutting all kinds of corners and really crappy. Sorry to hear about that. Yeah. No, well, the, uh, anyway, yeah, now since my phone's cutting out, uh, guess who's going to Porkfest? Oh, that'll be fun. You've never been to Porkfest before, right, George? No, I was there in 2006. You were? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was the first one to call you guys. You guys were still in Florida when I was there. I was like, yeah, hey, oh. Porkfest. So you've actually been to the Porcupine Freedom Festival when it was at Rogers Campground, which is where it's going to be this year. It went away from Rogers for a couple of years, and now it's back there. So that should be a lot of fun. Did you like it at Rogers, George? Yeah, I like I liked Rogers Campground, and it's a nice, nice convenient location for when you want to go to various different parts of the state. It's kind of it's sort of in the middle. I, li- I kind of like that. No, and, Rogers uh, Campground right. is not in the middle. It's, it's way up north. It's not as convenient as Gunstock well, yeah, in terms it's up of the north, that. But it's not that far north. I guess. Yeah, and New Hampshire so small. Even the north of New Hampshire isn't really a big deal. Hey, George, thanks for the call. We'll see you this summer. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Of course, he's talking about 
the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is the Free State Project's other event. They do two events per year. One is the Liberty Forum. That just wrapped up this past weekend. And then uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a little bit different of an event. It's instead of taking place at a hotel with a convention-style atmosphere like the Liberty Forum, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is happening out in the woods. It's a, essentially it's a camping event. Though there is a hotel on the premises, so if what you need is running water and the amenities. Those are also available. And Free Talk Live should be broadcasting live from this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, so it should be a lot of fun. I understand that our uh, buddy Jason from SACL CAI is going to be back this time around with another fun tent iteration. Oh, I can't wait and for that. So, I, I've yeah. never been to Rogers. I've only gone since 2007. So Me too. This will be my first time at Rogers. I am looking forward to it because, I, from what I'm told, the Rogers camping area is much smaller, so not no one's going to be spread out across this gigantic park like they were at the old location. Everybody should be much more concentrated, and that'll mean that yeah, you are able to be in more places quicker, and yeah. that's convenient. The best thing about it to me was meeting everyone and getting to socialize with everyone, and I think this is going to be more amenable to that. So, No doubt about it. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you can go to freestateproject.org. Uh, they are one of the sponsors of the show. So lots to talk about here tonight. Of course, if you want to talk about something specific, you just need to pick up the phone. Dale, we've been talking about uh, covering a story consistently throughout the past couple of shows. Uh, you probably heard about it. Brian Travis, a friend of ours, a free stater who moved here in 2008 with his family and about 30 horses, had his home raided on Monday morning, and a dozen of his horses were stolen from him, yeah, stolen I from his wife. Yeah, and there is actually, a, I guess, a union leader of the story that has come out with some more details. Still, the SPCA, these, the agency that is behind the raid, has refused to comment. They still have not even commented to the, uh, the news agency in this particular case. I'll, uh, I'll pull up the story here in moments, but uh, just to give our listeners an update as to what's going on. But, Dale, I'm just wondering your thoughts on this. Well, one thing that I, I saw, the, have you mentioned it yet, that there was an article about how the SPCA was having trouble finding enough places to keep horses that they were confiscating? I did see that, yes. And so... I don't think I mentioned that. Yeah, Brian's place is well-equipped for handling having that many horses, and they've confiscated... Well, confiscate is a very kind word to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, his These horses, and they're having trouble keeping horses themselves, so... I'm trying to figure out how this is going to make the horses better off. If this is truly about the safety of the horses and, and the SPCA doesn't have facilities for them, and Brian obviously does, th- this doesn't make any sense. So here's a story from the union leader where in Candia, New Hampshire, 12 horses were seized Monday over concerns about proper care and shelter. But property owner Brian Travis says the horses are perfectly healthy and alleged they were taken because of a dispute with Steve Sproul, an investigator with the New Hampshire Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Police Sergeant Scott Gallagher said the NHSPCA and the police department have been working together on the case for the past few months. According to the news release from the organization, Candia Police had contacted Sproul regarding horses that were not afforded shelter despite a state law requiring it. Their disaster response team then assisted the police in moving 12 Arabian horses that were determined by a veterinarian to be at risk. Two veterinarians on scene determined which horses had to be removed from the property. 
No charges have been filed in relation to the seizure, and the police chief said the investigation is ongoing. He wouldn't comment on where the complaint originated or what the probable cause was for executing the search warrant, which has been sealed, meaning that it's a secret. That's really disturbing because right off the top of my head, I'm trying to imagine how in the world would they have a a justification for a search warrant in the first place without some sort of – you're supposed to – supposedly there's supposed to be some sort of suspicion for a crime being committed before Mm -hmm. you can get a search warrant. How easily are how easy is it to get a search warrant these days? It's pretty easy. I mean there are a lot of judges that will essentially rubber stamp a, a cop. Yeah, that's really that's the really disturbing part of this is that they were even able to get on the property at all. And of course, that was the big controversy to begin with. Is this SPCA person uh, thought that he could thought that he should be able to just walk onto the property just to check things out, just to see yeah. if anything was wrong when there's no reason to think that there is. Yeah, he had originally showed up, and the the Travises were not interested in having him come on because Brian was not home at the time. His son was there. He was arrested for uh, for videotaping a cop, and that's kind of what what uh, precipitated the uh, the stealing of the the horses on Monday. This was a few months back when his son was arrested for videotaping this guy. Obviously, that upset him, and they decided to target Brian for some sort of vengeance because. It didn't seem like there was any sort of process going on here. Normally, the government tries to send warnings out. They try to threaten first before they do the violence. I'm not saying that the threats are preferable to the violence. I'm just saying they didn't. it doesn't seem like they even went through their own process here. Right. They, as usual, are kind of just making up the rules as they go along. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Dale. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including, by the way, a a live stream. Actually, a few live streams. We've got the broadband version, dial-up version, and webcam all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen. .freetalklive.com and the Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer in locations across the country. Participation is free and the IHS even covers your meals and housing. Seminars are for those simply curious about libertarian philosophy or those who or to to those who are passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities and lectures relevant to each career path. Go to libertarianseminars.com and register today. That's libertarianseminars.com. Deadline is March 31st for registration. So, filling you in on the latest on the Brian Travis horse raid. It was Monday morning that about a dozen cops and a bunch of volunteers came in to steal uh, 12 horses from the property of one of our listeners and a fellow Free State Project member, Brian Travis. It's just an absolute outrage. It's just another example of how it is the government believes that they own you and they own all of your possessions and they will allow you to use your possessions until they determine they have a greater need for them. Uh, There is no evidence whatsoever that Brian Travis was in any way mistreating his animals or that his wife was mistreating these animals. And indeed, they only took 12 of the 30 animals. The reason they didn't take the others was because they didn't bother to look at them. They didn't bother to go after them. They just they punished Brian, and that was what they were there for. So, uh. yeah, they sure did. 
And, and, and there, there's evidence that they will be abused because they're not going to be properly – they don't have the facilities to take care of the animals. So. Not only that, but I mean just – I mean when you look at all the stories of CPS or the Department of Children and Families taking away children from a parent's home and you, you think about how uh, damaging that is, this is similar. I mean it, our it animals, animals are very – Animals are very traumatized by a change in their environment. Right, and they're, and they're away from the loved ones that have been taking care of them for their probably their whole lives and all of a sudden there's this traumatic – not only are you changing their environment you're also changing the people that are surrounding them and i guess that's part of the environment but if it were if it were brian and, and heidi that had changed the environment and they were still there at least they'd have their their caretakers right uh, still be with able them. to comfort them and help them through it so. so the story again is from the union leader just kind of giving you an update here on what's going on according to uh, according to them the backyard is dotted with shelters and paddocks. Some are in the process of being built, sprawling bales of hay fill paddock areas in the front lawn. And then they go on to talk about how the, uh, they are members of the Free State Project, which inevitably leads to all kinds of spiteful, hateful comments in the comments field because there are a bunch of people here in New Hampshire that are very angry. The, the political establishment, if you will, the people that are, are, are happy with the status quo, obviously those individuals are very upset with the idea that people are coming in here looking to live life in a more free manner. Yeah, there are a few people saying Free Staters go home kind of thing if you're not going to you know, go along with things. And there are a lot of misconceptions in those comments, too. I've noticed people saying things like that there, there's there's no way Brian has enough room back there. You drive by the house, and they don't realize he's got acres and acres and acres. Of 40 acres. <laughs> right. Behind there. So That's more that, than one acre per It's horse. not visible from the road. If you drive by his house, you don't realize he's got 40 acres down there. So what happened was uh, back in November, Sprawl, who is the – or Sprawl, he's the SPCA investigator. He tried to search their property to determine if there was adequate shelter and but was denied. Then uh, he called the police and instructed uh, the Travises that if they were not allowed on the property, a search warrant could be issued and charges could be filed if adequate shelter wasn't found. However – they put the shelter up. There was a big uh, building uh, day where a bunch of free staters went over to Brian's house and and they put the shelter up. So it would seem as though that was uh, was solved. That the shelter issue was taken care of. As far as I can tell, they I haven't even heard that come up right now. No, it's almost they're just fishing for whatever they can find on them. I've heard something about some paperwork that uh, some paperwork that's in New Hampshire that wasn't in their prior residence, I guess in Colorado, and I'm. I'm not. I haven't. I don't know the details of that. But. That's that's what I had heard as well. That there, the, the paperwork was not filed with the New Hampshire government, and that's what this was all about. However, again, no charges have been filed, and no real information has been released to uh, to the media or to the Travises. I mean, they're yeah, essentially they, in the dark as to what has happened to their it. horses. Even if that is it. You would think they would tell them, get us the paperwork before they get a search warrant and raid the property you'd, you'd and think. take the horses at a at a massive expense. Uh, Travis said he had no contact with Sproul after the November incident and was never told that the shelter he provided was inadequate. In fact, I don't believe he's been told that now. I don't believe he's been told anything. In fact, it said earlier in the story that the warrant has been sealed. Now, Travis, Brian, has a uh, copy of the warrant. If they've sealed the warrant, does that mean that Brian cannot reveal it to anyone? Does that mean Brian can't scan that in and post it online? I'm curious. I, 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 that's an, that's a good question. I know there was something like that. There's like a gag order on the paperwork that that was filed against Judge Burke, 
and and mm-hmm. nothing could be said until the results came back. So I don't know if this is something similar. Yeah. How long does the seal last for? When is he finally going to be able to reveal this information? Travis did say that he acknowledged that some of the horses were thinner than he might like after a stressful move from Colorado and adjusting to the New Hampshire winter. He also said some areas have been temporarily crowded while new shelters were being built, but said none of the animals were in poor health or lacked shelter. Uh, according to him, Steve Sproul has a vendetta because I didn't play by his rules. It's the only thing that seems to make sense. It seems to me if someone is abusing the animals or their animals, the government has a right to get involved, but that's not happening here. Under state law, only the state veterinarian or licensed veterinarian can make a probable cause determination for seizing horses pursuant to a cruelty investigation, and horses cannot be seized without probable cause. So what was the probable cause? Where was the investigation? Where was the process here? According, I, None of these people feels accountable because they're in this organization where, where they've been told they can do this. And, and, and I like the questions that Brian was asking them in the video that I saw where he's saying, does any of you feel guilty about this? Or, you know, and then, of course, the typical answer they're hiding is their they're faces. just doing their job. You know? Well, the ones that would answer, others of them would just hide their faces yeah, and walk think, away from the camera. I think they did feel bad about what they were doing. I think they knew, most of them knew something was going on that wasn't kosher. Now, this is an interesting addition to the story. Teresa Paredes, founder and director of the Live and Let Live Farm, a nonprofit rescue shelter for horses in Chichester, said she received a call for help from Brian's wife, Heidi, about six weeks ago. She originally talked about sending nine or ten horses to the farm because of financial difficulties. Paredes said Frederick was then able to get money together for hay, and only three horses were taken. Since then, the family's financial situation has improved. Paredes said, although some of the horses were a little underweight, none were emaciated, and she didn't see signs of imminent danger to them. So, there you have... Someone who has taken a close look at these horses within recent weeks and has said, yeah, they're a little underweight, but that's not unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I'm underweight, but I'm not unhealthy. I mean, somebody looks at me, I'm a really skinny guy. You could say I could use a few pounds. Maybe that's true. But it doesn't. It just just doesn't really stick to me. Uh, of course, I'm not in a, a situation where I, I don't have enough food accessible to me. But it sounds like there's plenty of hay around on the property for these horses, and they're you know it's a it's a new place for them. It's a new situation, and this woman who is an expert is saying she didn't see anything was wrong. So it's going to be very interesting when the government finally pipes up about its case because right now they're not talking. is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can share your SPCA horror stories with us or whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. Read Drop Dead Gorgeous, the debut horror novel by liberty-loving Irish author Wayne Simmons. Meet horror's new bad girls in the chilling page-turner hailed by David Moody, author of Haters, as completely brilliant. Drop Dead Gorgeous is available from Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and all other major online retailers. Go to DropDeadDoll.com now for more details. Live free, then die. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing toll-free to 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. 
com, and those free features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. We're giving you a uh, update here on the Brian Travis horse raid, his house, his home, his 40-acre property raided by police on Monday morning. He's a listener of the show. He's a Free State Project member, which means he moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project in order to live life more free, to get active for freedom, to get more liberty in our lifetime and move with hundreds and thousands of other liberty-minded people. And so he's one of many free staters, and he's been targeted by the local government people for allegedly not taking care of his horses. But the real reason he is being targeted is because, well, he's not obedient enough. Yeah. You know, I wanted to add that you mentioned... There are a lot of comments from people saying free staters go home. Yeah. There are a fair number of comments on there, too. People should know this, that are saying they're glad we're here. People who are Thank not goodness. free staters and say they're glad that free staters are here. And, to, you know, even people who, to some extent, disagree with us, they're still glad that there are people out there who are speaking up about things like this and standing up for their rights. So. Yep, and that's certainly nice. And I, and there's no way to judge based on the comments of a of a union leader article or any article to judge well well because 75% of the people are angry. Right. That means that uh, most people don't want you here. This well, is not a scientific poll. <laughs> no, it's not in any way. It's a self-selecting uh, situation because the people that feel the most passionately about it are the ones that are going to be the ones that that comment and 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 then it's also skewed to whoever it is that reads the newspaper, which tends right. to be an older set of. Uh, of people. So, and I have honestly, may, I haven't even looked through the comments, so I can't even tell you what the percentages are. I yeah, and free, this Free State project is starting to really pick up steam and people are starting right. to become more aware of it. But I would say a lot of the people who are aware of it right now are, are aware of it because either they really, really like us or they really, really don't like us. Yeah, they're because they're probably <laughs> plugged in. in with us, you know? Right, they're plugged in to some extent, or they've had a run in, or they're plugged into the system and they've noticed the Free Staters and they've noticed the activism. And for those that make it, for those it makes uncomfortable, they would be very, very uncomfortable by it because the the concept is so is so powerful. Uh, the the one the, the idea is a very one simple idea is to just move as many liberty lovers to the same geographical region as possible. And and if you are in uh, sort of a dyed in the wool status, a status uh, pr- promoter of the status quo, and you see all these people coming in who are explicitly saying they're announcing to the world, I intend to affect change where i uh where i come uh, to where i come right. and and that's scary because these guys are used to people being apathetic they're used to the people doing nothing about the tyranny they're being exposed to and now people like Brian Travis and his family are coming in and they're not obeying he's not jumping through all of their hoops sure he's probably still paying property taxes but so am i and so is everybody else so we're not all completely disobeying 100% we're we're a number of us are just kind of testing the waters of civil disobedience of of non-cooperation but even the slightest incidents really set these government people off right we're not making it easy for them that's the number one thing even if it's whether or not people there are a few people that get a lot of attention because they're willing to go to jail over an act of civil disobedience or Mm -hmm. something like that but there are a lot more who are willing to call willing to write letters willing to show up and support at a courtroom and things like that and none of this the thing these people are normally able are used to being able to act in the dark corners and and not right. be seen doing the things that they do and 
we're we're showing them to be violent, and that's that's I what think, they are. Yeah. yeah, and that's I think what's what's scary is they're not they're not used to being held accountable for what they do. Just just in terms of the public opinion being seen in public, and it must be very uncomfortable for them to be seen for what they really are. Because if they've been hiding in the dark corners, as you say, and they have been, and that's what government people do. I mean, they're like cockroaches. They don't want to be shown the light of day. They don't want to have a flashlight shown on them. So if they've been hiding in the dark corners, and then all of a sudden these activists come in there and start publishing their own newspaper and start doing their own radio show and doing their own television show and and removing sort of the old media filters – from the uh, from the, the, the from the situation because it used to be that if the government would do some sort of horrible thing to someone it might get a slight byline in the newspaper maybe mm-hmm. that's if the newspaper you know the guy who's running the newspaper isn't tied into the state and so many of them are i mean the these people that run the newspapers are they're the old guard you know they're the old media and many of them are buddy buddy with the government people and they know that if if they want to get the scoop on a story, well, the scoop comes from the government agency. You know, if you're reporting on a crime, for instance, you go to the police department, you ask the uh, pup, uh, the police spokesman, the media representative, that you talk to him, and he gives you the scoop. But if all of a sudden you start criticizing the police, well, what do you think is going to happen to your access capabilities? What do you think is going to happen to their willingness, the police, their willingness to comment? Same thing with politicians. If you are too critical of the politicians as a member of the old school mainstream media. You don't media, get an interview the next time exactly. for your show. Which, so, which for, ratings. for them is like, you know, killing them. I mean, they, they, they feel like they can't do what they do without access to politicians and police. And so they tread fairly softly. But now that's changing because the free staters are coming in and creating all their own media. They're using their own, they're making their own distribution channels. Yeah, you know, we get criticized for being, for having a bias, for having an opinion. You know, presumably media is supposed to be completely unbiased or that's how people envision it. But when it's, it's always biased, as we just said, it's biased to trying to get ratings. It's biased to whatever makes it easy to get the story. Or the advertisers, you don't want to upset your advertisers. advertisers. Absolutely. You've seen cases where they, they show bias because they don't want to upset the advertisers. So I, th- I think the, the bias is an inevitability, but what we can do is have lots of different media with lots of different opinions getting as much news as possible out there. Why is that yes. a bad thing? It's a great thing, but they want to shut us down as much as possible. They arrested Brian Travis's son for having a video camera out on his own property. Mm-hmm. They arrested Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com just last week for attempting to record in what is ostensibly a public place, the lobby out in front of the the Keene District Court. He was arrested for that. Dave actually tells people, he says, look, I am a libertarian and my journey, you know, I admit to bias, but I will honestly do my best to portray. If you have something to say, I'll include it. I'll make sure you get a chance to say it. And... As long as these people are trying to act quietly and secretively, and if we put out an opinion piece and they don't like that, well, you know, they're also not making themselves accessible so that we can ask questions and and so they can express their point of view and their side of it. So I I have no problem with biased media. I think we should have as much media as possible. And And let the consumers choose. Yeah, you know know that we have a certain opinion on this show generally. and. and, uh, you know, you have a chance to call in and say something if you want about it. But Of course, we don't claim to be a news outlet on right. this program. And, and but to, even to, a news outlet, I don't see a problem with them I having a, bi- a bias if they're just trying to put, you know, we're, they're 
to be fair to them, uh, some of them are pretty good. I mean, some of the reporters are fair, and they do the best job they can. I don't know what all the internal politics are inside the newspaper organizations, so we've had a variety of responses. Some have been not so great. Some of them have been pretty fair. And that's just what that's the way the cookie's going to crumble, right? Yeah. And so, but if you want to avoid having to depend on what they say about you, you have to create your own media. And Dale, you're doing that, of course, with your comic strip, uh, strip AnarchyInYourHead.com, publishes twice a week, Wednesdays and thir- uh, Fridays. Fridays, excuse me. So, have you published yet today? I'm going to finish it out right after the show. It's <laughs> almost done. It's a full-page comic. So, so look for that later on tonight, maybe about when uh, Free Talk Live's archives go up. You'll find that over at anarchyinyourhead.com. Just a few more facts here uh, from the story from the union leader, unionleader.com, reporting on the horse raid that happened a couple days ago. Brian Travis, uh, who is a free stater, caught the entire thing on video. He put the video up online. It's now up to over 2,800 views, which isn't too shabby. And he, in the video, according to this story, it says that a number of trucks and trailers are shown, at least one of which had duct tape over the front license plate and over the name of the farm on the trailer. Now, when Mm -hmm. asked by the newspaper, the chief, the chief of police says... He didn't see the duct tape himself. and Brian pointed was, it out to him. He right pointed there. it out to a different cop, I believe. Oh. <laughs> so that may be a true statement. But the, the police were made aware of this. That's and they, spin, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They neglected to do anything about it. They did not take action. And as this article points out, under New Hampshire law, it's illegal, according to the police, to conceal a license plate numbers for any reason. More on the way. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. You think they're going to charge them? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free on the site, so enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by becoming an amplifier. For as little as 3 bucks a month, we take that money in and reinvest it into the show. You can head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board and you'll get access to perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's jump into your phone calls here. We started things out with an update on the Brian Travis horse raid. His house and home and uh, 40 acres were raided a, a couple days ago in the morning by the police in Candia, New Hampshire. They stole a dozen of his horses, alleging welfare violations, but it looks like the government guys didn't even go through their own process that they're supposed to go through in order to take an action like stealing someone's property from them. Uh, Many people are are saying that the horses were healthy, according to their opinion, and so the government isn't even commenting. The government and the SPCA are not even saying anything beyond this is alleged animal welfare or animal abuse or whatever it is that they're they're claiming. They're they're keeping pretty quiet about all this, and in the meantime, the Travis family is out their 12 loved horses. So let's go to your phone call, see how you feel about this. Uh, Talk to Pierre in California. Pierre, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, thanks for uh, letting me join in and share with you guys. Sure, um, thanks for calling. Go ahead with you your know, thoughts. Um, yeah, your professionalism always comes through, and that's what I like about you guys. Well, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but this is a travesty of Travis, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, but, you know, most persons listening, or even if anyone reads about this in the, in the paper uh, where you live there in New Hampshire, most will say ho-hum to such stories like this. And, and why does that happen? If you recall the last time we spoke... Um, 
Most persons are stuck in the cult of New Hampshire and in and in the much larger cult, the cult the, of the United States. The cult of the state, yes. Yeah, and and uh, and since 9/11, and wartime always allows uh, for the change of mindsets of, of persons. Persons have been psyoped into service and service of the country, and and looking at government persons as these. Um, Almost like demigods, if you will. Yeah, there are, there are comments on some of these newspaper articles that the union leader, for instance, that'll say things like, or on YouTube, on the YouTube video, that'll say things, uh, to, to paraphrase them, that, is, that basically are, well, eh, this is okay, because the SPCA would never go in and take someone's animals unless there was an investigation that was done and that they absolutely knew that something was wrong. They would never take this step without having the, uh, the evidence that they needed to. I don't know how people get the idea that there's something special about government people or SPCA people, that there's something about them that makes them automatically on this moral high ground or that gives them some sort of moral superiority over other normal people well, well, absolutely and if, if you look you can just go back to the reagan era if, if you're old enough to do so mm-hmm. and you find that uh you know persons had a, a, a clearer view of government workers government work is essentially make work it's mostly welfare uh cutting a check for someone showing up for eight hours a, a, a day in this country right and if you go back further in our history uh, there was a time where, where people in western Pennsylvania and Kentucky and uh, western Virginia, where they lacked uh, hard currency, where they lacked silver or gold, actually used whiskey to trade among each other, used it as their currency. And so when, when government men would come around, they would call them revenuers. And uh, so there, was, there has been a long history in America where there's a great disdain for essentially uh, persons that are leeching off of us, which is anybody who really works for government. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what must be done by free staters is to, especially free staters who operate their own businesses, they must begin to discriminate against persons who work for government. And until, I thought about that myself. Until you can get into the mindset of, of others that the government workers are lesser than us, they are the enemy, they, they should be looked down upon and discriminated against, shunned from our, our bars and taverns, shunned from our shops, nothing will change. The, the battle that you, you must wage is the battle to get the minds of others sitting on the fence who are in this cult, who, who look at these, these government workers as demigods, and to pull them over into your side. And the way that you're going to do that is by discriminating and putting down the government workers on a daily well, are, basis. They are all different. I mean, I will immediately uh, say, as Ian often says, there are good ones out there. There are good people out there. But they're, they're not by default. Right. You shouldn't assume that. If you start off assuming that if the government does something, it must be the right thing. If the SPCA investigates, it must be the right thing. Well, that's that the goes way... against the principle of innocent until proven guilty. It also goes against the principle of thinking for yourself and and analyzing a situation and looking at the details and, and, and coming to your own conclusion. It's much easier to just say, oh, well, whatever the government does is right, so I don't have to think about this. Right. Well, the very government workers themselves have lost their own perspective. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they no longer even question what they're doing is right. Uh, they just assume that it's right because they have the, the power of authority above them. I mean, Lou, Lou Rockwell talks about this all the time or writes about it all the time, about the violence of the state and how, uh, how state workers themselves have become so inert in their, in their mechanisms. They don't even see that on a daily basis their actions are, are questionable or are oftentimes wrong. Well, that's the the accountability goes away again because people have been told to think in terms that right and wrong is defined by what's legal, and and what's legal is of course that if you, it's it gets very vague and 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 hazy if you try to go back and figure out how that was 
how they determined in the first place to make those laws, you know. So, but, and that keeps us from having to think. It keeps us from having to be responsible for our own actions. But it is the ethos of our times, and this is really what the battle ultimately is for free staters. Is they must recognize that uh, if persons' um, virtues reflect what the ethos is of our, our culture, um, that they're, they're acting ethically. So in the case of, the, of this raid here and the government workers, they're acting ethically in, in, in this raid. It's not morally right, but it's certainly ethically right, and this is why persons back it. This is why most persons that are outside of the free state movement that um, maybe have a, an agnostic uh, view of government really don't care because they see that, that it's ethical action. And this is the, the challenges that you're facing always in, in this free state movement. So you sure. have to pull I mean, as long as, as long as they're going by the books. Into your ethos, into your ethical class. Absolutely. That's always, been, that's always been the challenge of the liberty movement in general, not specifically the free staters, but li- and the free staters are part of the liberty movement. The idea has been that, well, and you're absolutely right, Pierre, that, that, that Americans have been brainwashed over generations of being indoctrinated at government schools. They've been told to believe these things. They've been told to believe that what government does is right, that government is necessary, that government is... Mo- you know, laws are moral. Laws define what are, what are right and wrong. You don't need to think about it. Just look to the law. Look to what the government people are saying. And it's a lot of damage that has been done. But it can be undone. It can be changed. We can uh, lead people to change their hearts and their minds. But that is the, the absolute ultimate challenge. And it's one of the reasons why creating media is so important. That's yeah. uh, That we're doing a pretty good job of that so far up here in New Hampshire. And it's also another reason why, as Dennis Goddard suggests from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, that free staters, and this applies to anybody who is a liberty activist, should get involved in the uh, the community. They should get involved and should be seen as being contributing members of society instead of just a bunch of loudmouths that uh, you know want to change things basically and so well, there are, there's a negative perception is what you're saying right or, or perhaps that's what what um, you want to do everything you can to, you want to do everything you can to avoid that negative perception well I, I, I look at it in a way that um, if you can get people to see that you're having more fun they're more apt to join you mm-hmm. and I'm trying uh, to do absolutely liberty minded persons have been um, well liberated liberated from a from a matrix from a, a deception from, from persons that have a yoke on them <laughs> We just want a little bit more, right? Yep, and we are having fun, and that's one of the things I think is really different about what's happening here in New Hampshire is there's a real fun factor to this whole thing, this whole moving to New Hampshire and getting active with hundreds of other liberty-minded people. First of all, you don't have the numbers anywhere else. You just don't have the numbers of activists. And when those activists get together, they're getting, uh, we, for instance, meet on a weekly basis, at least here in Keene, to socialize, just to socialize and to hang out, and that helps build relationships, and it means that when these people get together, they enjoy one another's company more, and, and they're having a good time at doing activism it's not activism isn't a chore it's not drudgery i mean it's awful when we have to go to court to defend one of our friends which uh, w- there are going to be a number of free staters jumping uh, to uh, milford district court tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon rather i think for uh, for mike barsky's trial yeah and uh, but we get together and we have a good time we enjoy ourselves and we are making fun of the state and i think that you're right pierre that that needs to happen more often that there needs to be more fun poked at the state obviously dale you do a great job of it over at anarchyinyourhead.com but it makes them very uncomfortable when people don't take them seriously 
First of all, they don't like it when you disobey. We know that. That's why they're attacking Brian Travis. That is Brian the one Travis. and only crime is disobeying, really. That, that's why they're going after Brian and his family. That's why they went after me hardcore, because I wouldn't even you know, go along with their courtroom rules. That's, that's just what they do. They don't like it when you disobey. But it's even more damaging to them when you laugh at them. When mm-hmm. you look at them and you laugh. All because, they have is illusions, yeah. and all those things shatter the illusions. They, they, their yep. authority is resting on a big lie, and we're about to shatter it with by making fun of them and by disobeying them. That's why we need more of you here, and I thank you, Pierre. I hope you'll be coming out here at some point. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231, because numbers of activists, concentration is the number one solution to this problem, in my opinion, getting as many people together in the same place as possible. So uh, check out the Free State Project. More coming up. Hour number two is on the way. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And the 57th running of America's legendary sports car classic runs Saturday, March 21st at Sebring International Raceway. The Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, features the fastest race cars in the world. Gates open Wednesday, March 18th, for four days of action, culminating with a big 12-hour classic on Saturday, March 21st. For ticket information, visit SebringRaceway.com. Sebring, the biggest sports car race of them all. That's SebringRaceway.com. We continue with your phone calls. Then coming up, we'll give you some contact info if you are upset, as upset as I am, and Dale is, about what happened to uh, one of our fellow Liberty lovers over this past week on Monday morning, being raided by a dozen cops with a bunch of volunteers coming to steal the man's horses from him. Brian Travis was on the phone with us Monday night. You can hear a lengthy interview with him giving his side of the story. I'd like to point out that I did call the NHSPCA, the supposed animal-loving group, and as well as the police chief, both of who were involved in the raid. I called them both and asked for their side of the story, asked for their comment. Neither of them bothered to call back. So, I mean, I was trying to be fair. It's us or no one. No, if it, no one watches the watchers, so we're the only ones that can do it. We have to hold them accountable. So, Dale, you've got some numbers. We're going to give you those in a moment. Uh, first, let's talk to Jeremy in Montana. Je- excuse me, let's not talk to Jeremy. He's gone. Uh, instead, let's get out the numbers. Okay. These are the numbers for the Candia Police Department and the... Uh, and Steve Sproul, Steve Sproul. at the uh, NH. He's the uh, head investigator. FCA. He's the guy He's the guy who had basically He's, initiated this. Right. He is um, the manager of the field services division. I guess we do. Do we know for sure that he's involved with this raid? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident he was there. He, he was on that video. He was on... Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, these people don't seem to want to respond and explain what's going on. So I think we should be trying to find out from them what's going on. It I doesn't would, seem I unreasonable to ask. That, not at all. And I would suggest that people do exactly that. Ask questions about what's going on. Why were they raided? Tell them uh, how you feel, too. While and you're tell ready. them how you feel. Don't just insult them or, or shout epithets or anything. Like, you know, like, tell, but tell them how you really feel. Uh, Stephen Sproul, his office number is 603-772-2921, extension 111. So one more time. 
603-772-2921. Now, we're giving these numbers... Extension 111. We're giving these numbers out uh, to people that are listening internationally. I mean, this is an internationally syndicated talk show. You can still call from somewhere else. Absolutely. You, you do not have to live in New Hampshire. In fact, this is a great way. People call the show all the time saying things like, well, I, I'm tied down where I am, but I support what you guys are doing in New Hampshire. How can I help? And normally our answer is, well, send money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> s- Send money to Dale. Go to anarchyinyourhead.com. Buy some stuff from his store. Uh, become a Free Talk Live amplifier for three bucks a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Join the CD Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. Uh, send a few bucks to the Free State Project. There are wa- a lot of ways to, uh, to get behind the liberty activism that's happening in New Hampshire without actually being in New Hampshire financially. And then when something like this happens, when one of our uh, people, for lack of a better term, when one of our allies is arrested and the state is going after them, then that's a time you can really help out. Because imagine you're Steve Sproul. You're imagining you're, you're the guy, and go ahead and give the Steve Sproul number out one more time. Okay. Steve Sproul number is 603-772-2921. And his extension is 111. Imagine you're Steve Sproul and your usual day is you go around with your fat old self and you walk around to various different uh, people's houses in your big red truck. You walk up to their house and you harass them about some allegation a neighbor might have made about their animals. And maybe sometimes it's true, in which case, well, then I would have some empathy toward what Steve Sproul was doing. If he was actually taking abused animals from abusive homes, I, I support actions like that in the, in the marketplace. I mean, if, if my neighbor is beating his dog in the backyard, I see nothing wrong with going and, and taking that dog away. You know, right. if, if it's actually being abused, and there's no doubt about that. In this case, there's an awful lot of doubt. In fact, in this case, there are eyewitnesses who are saying... We've looked at these horses. They were fine. Indeed, the same uh, doctor that the state brought out to do this enforcement action was at the house just a few weeks beforehand, and he didn't say anything was wrong with the horses. So there are all kinds of uh, information. There's all kinds of information that leads to me to believe, at least, that the Travises are in the right here, and the state is absolutely out of control. They're not even following their own rules. But imagine being Steve Sproul and having your average day just, you know, maybe having to answer a phone call or two and and go out to various different people's houses, and now. All of a sudden, calls are coming in all day long. Your voicemail box is full. You can't get to the voicemail that that you consider important because there's just so many voicemails in in the front of it. It's and then you've got text messages coming in. There's some anonymous text messaging website people have been sending uh, Mr. Sproul messages through. You're starting to get uh, people showing up at your office, perhaps even, and uh, and complaining about this. Before you know it, there might even be a protest out in front of the guy's home. I know some activists disagree with that particular uh, approach. I, however, think that there. There's nothing wrong with uh, having a protest out in front of a, bu- a bureaucrat's home. I think it's I think it's actually something that hasn't happened yet and probably at some point should because because their family needs to know what it is that their loved one does for a living. Well, you know they they do need to be held accountable. This is if people are innocent until proven guilty, we can't assume that what the government bureaucrats are doing is right off the bat. That's that's that goes against the whole notion of being innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. So, and if they're not going to answer, they should have to publicly explain why they're going after someone. If there's uh, if there's real guilt involved, if there really is animal abuse, they should at least be able to explain it to us. And I think that this is just a just holding them accountable. That's what that's all we're trying to do. So let's give the other number out. This is for and the Candia Police Department. Again, neither of these organizations wish to comment publicly, so maybe you can get a comment out of them. Yeah, if you hopefully. Call. Uh, and maybe if they get enough calls, they'll start to answer questions. Uh, 603-483-2318. Uh, 603-483-2318. That's Mike, uh, 
the Candia Police Department, and the chief is Michael McGillan. And he was there also. So both Steve Sproul and Michael McGillan both on the premises during the horse raid on Monday morning. See if you can get him to pick up the phone. I actually did have Steve answer his cell phone, which is uh, is also on that thread. You can go to nhfree.com. We'll, we won't give you another phone number, but you can go to nhfree.com, go to the forum, and look in the general forum for the Brian Travis thread. And you can get Steve's uh, cell phone number. Well, leave him a voicemail there if you want to. He did pick up. And I said, is this Steve? He said, yes. I said, I'm recording this phone call. I'm Ian Freeman from the internationally syndicated show Free Talk Live and would like to get your side of this. Click. Okay. So that was that. Let's continue here uh, with your phone calls and talk to Jim in Illinois. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live. Jim in Illinois, going once. Jim in Illinois, going twice. Let's try Mac in Georgia. Mac, are you on the line? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Um... Well, my friend got arrested overnight. Your friend got arrested. What happened? Um, a couple of weeks ago, he somebody tried to rob him at knife point. Oh dear. Now my friend, he's um, he's a former marine, so I'm not even gonna go into detail what happened. Long story short, he broke his he broke his arm. Mm. Cops came after him, saying it was a drug deal going bad. Really? Yeah. So he pretty much told him, um, long story short, they can go fly a kite. Mm. <laughs> so the next day they came and picked him up. And that made a false police report. He won't investigate the robbery. Wow. Uh, so let me see if I've got this straight. Your friend was robbed. He called the po- the police were called. Did he call them? Yes. Man, you know what? There, it doesn't seem like anything good ever comes from calling the cops. He calls the cops, reporting a robbery, reporting that he'd been essentially threatened with violence if he didn't hand over whatever uh, valuables he had on him. And the police then took him under suspicion, saying, well, you weren't robbed. Yeah. You were doing a drug deal, and now we're going to... And, and then they called the next day, and they did what? They, they came, as he told them, um, that they can go, you know, do it themselves. Um, they came the next day to his house and um, arrested him for making a false police report. He had a, he had a, he um, had to find money to get himself bailed out. I'm more and more convinced that I will call, only call the police if I absolutely have to to stay out of trouble. Like yep. if I if I ever find a dead body or something, I you know just to stay out of trouble, I'll call the police. But I will not call the police for help. I, I I can't even imagine how any situation can be improved by the police showing up. If you find a dead body, you'd be the prime suspect if you called them. Yeah, I, they're starting <laughs> yeah, to look exactly. that way. Yeah, it's like I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. Anyway. Well, you know we um. You know, driving taxis is pretty dangerous work, and, you know, I've gone out and brought a gun myself, you know, because I had the same treatment when I got robbed two months ago. You know, there's no excuse for police behaving this way except for the fact that they have a uh, excuse given to them by the Supreme Court, which says that they have no obligation to provide you with any protection services exactly. at all. And these guys are looking to fill jail cells with warm bodies, and so if it's easy for them to just charge you with filing a false police report and get an arrest on their record, they'll do it. Thanks, Mac, for the call. Sorry to hear that story. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got the bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there from serious issues to find uh, fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase 
charge is charged off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy, so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. As we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want, we're going to try Jim in Illinois one more time. Jim, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Are you guys there? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, good. Um, yeah, I talked to you guys last week on uh, Wednesday. Um, I was telling you um, we had gotten a threat, or somebody uh, called the, the uh, Department of Children and Family Services here in Illinois on us claiming that we were endangering our kids because our place was a, well, basically a filthy mess. Hmm. Um, and what uh, they said that we were going to have a week to get the place in shape, or they were, you know, going to take further actions they didn't specify, but there's only one thing that they do, you know, when Steal they say stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, been a bit of an update. Uh, me and the wife worked our butts off uh, in this place trying to get it as perfect as possible. And uh, wife called me at work yesterday and told me that they arrived at the house yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to do it today hmm. to inspect our place. Okay. They told us Wednesday, but they came on Tuesday. Got it. Um, basically, what happened was a guy comes up to the door and knocks on it, and uh, my wife is uh, like, you guys are supposed to come tomorrow. This, now, remember, this is a guy from the government. He, government, he, uh, he said, oh, well, um, let me go... Or, no, I'm sorry, he said, um, is your husband going to be home tomorrow? Because I need to talk to him. And then she said, yes, he is. He took the day off for a vacation day. So, oh, okay, can I come in to use your phone? Oh, no. Uh. And my wife let him in. I was at work, of course, to use the phone. Don't ever let bureaucrats in your house. There's no I reason. I her three, four, five Well, you know, it goes back to the programming. I know there's more to your story, but it goes back to the programming that we were talking about with Pierre last hour and that the indoctrination, which not only comes from government schools, which is the primary source for it, it also comes from our neighbors and our families who have also had that same indoctrination, who also go out and create media, who go out and create movies and things like that. And, of course, in every movie, in every television show, whenever the cops are at the front door, people open it up, they talk to them, and in many cases, they let them inside. So, so even if you've told your wife, hey, don't do this, she may feel like she should because, well, that's just sort of the autonomic response. Like she's been – it's just – it's been pounded into her so many times to open the door for the cops or for the government people when they come up. And she's also, I'm sure, uh, wants to seem like she's friendly and cooperative, so she goes ahead and does it. And so what happened then? Well, he came in, he used the phone to to call back to the office. Apparently, from what I understand, he basically left at that point. That having been said, he was supposed to show up today to uh, come in and uh, and take a look at the place or whatnot. I had the video camera ready. Right. Of course, I, I took the video camera with me yesterday because we had some storms going through here mm-hmm. and... I'm a bit of a, you know, <laughs> I'm a bit of a nut when it comes to severe storms. You're a storm chaser. I'm not a chaser, but oh, you know, okay. I like you know, I like to be ready. You know, gotcha. that kind of stuff scares and fascinates me at the same time. But um, so I had the camera yesterday, so she didn't use it. But 
So you were all anyway, prepared guy, for him to sh- you were all prepared for him to show up today. You had a camera. You'd taken a day off of work. He didn't show. He didn't show. So I'm thinking about this, and uh, two things crossed my mind about the encounter yesterday. One, this is a government employee. Shouldn't he have a cell phone? Oh, I, that's what I was thinking this whole time when you said he came in to use the phone. I find it hard to believe he doesn't have a cell phone. Even on if it. he doesn't have a cell phone, I mean, go down the street and use the t- you know the payphone, yeah. buddy. I mean, yeah, it, we're, it we're sounds like, like a, an excuse to get in the house. From an American Legion here, and I'm sure they got a cell, they got a, a, a payphone there. You know. Yeah. So there's that, and the other thing that jogged my mind, I um, after I heard about the incident originally when he came by the first time. I called over to uh, to the offices and spoke to the guy and told him that if you come here, I'm going to videotape you. Oh, you told so him. him? I told him. I let him know that you know. I want to. I want to make sure that uh, you know. I want to make sure that uh, it's not going to be a surprise to him. You know. So I mean, he surprised for, you by showing up on the wrong day, used a flimsy day. excuse to come in and use the phone, and might have used that as his opportunity to glance around and do his it, inspection. It just reminds me of That's when they hold hearings and, and court cases. What tipped me off was the second thing is uh, where he, he asked my wife if I was going to be home today that he needed to talk to me. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what? He didn't want to talk to me. He wanted to avoid me. Yep, there's no doubt about that. Dale, what were you saying? It else? just reminds me of when they hold court cases or hearings early, even not even telling family members sometimes, in order to avoid what might what they might and they may expect a big crowd to show up in court. And they've done that up here. Someone. Yep, they've, they've done, done that it several times. In fact, uh, Mark said on last night's show that it was Monday. He was in Concord for a hearing on the seatbelt ban, and they let a couple people speak in favor of the ban. Then they had a recess and decided to not come back until next week. So all these people had come out to speak against the seatbelt uh, the seatbelt legislation. But you and have to work they, through the system if yeah, you want to get right. change. Yeah, you work through the system when they allow you to work through the system. It's like playing a football game where the other team's uh, coach is also the referee. So so are you expecting, to, I mean, they didn't call, they didn't uh, tell you anything about why they didn't show up today, right? No, they didn't. In fact, at about 2.30 this afternoon, after having waited here, being basically bored for most of the day, I called over there, and the lady at the switchboard says, oh, I don't think he's been in all day today. Hmm. That's nice. That's nice that you took a sick day or whatever. You took a, a day off, of uh, which you only have so many of each year, to spend the time at home so this guy could come by, and he doesn't even come by. And, and then, you know, for all we know, he's going to call next week and say, oh, something came up, uh, let's reschedule, and then you'll have to take another day off work. Yep, basically. Right. You have to jump and through their hoops at their behest. Whatever they say you have to do, you do. Because if you don't do it, as we found out, they'll take everything you love away from you. I mean, they took Brian Travis's and his wife's horses from them this week, and they may very well come and take your children from you uh, next week. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that, you know, you, you make it through this okay. But the reality is, if you don't jump through their hoops and they decide they don't like you because you haven't jumped through their, their hoops in the way they wanted you to, they will crack down on you until you submit. And that's yep, the reality. It's all about obedience. It sure is. And I thank you for the update on the case, and uh, thank you for the call tonight. Good luck with that. 800-259-9231. You're talking about the indoctrination process and that sense of obedience and how if someone, a police officer comes to your door, everyone has the sense that they should let them in and, and, and so forth. And I, and I felt like Steve Sproul was absolutely flabbergasted that someone didn't just let him pr- uh, 
waltz all over their property to inspect everything. They're not used to that. Yeah. They're not used to he, people saying no. <laughs> I think it blew his mind. And he he got payback because of it. He targeted the, the Travis family because yeah. of that. And th- that's why we just need more people saying no and more people backing each other up. And that's why the Free State Project is a great idea. More coming up. You bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free and bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight is Ian here with you. And Dale. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Totally free at freetalklive.com. And AdamEve.com has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with offer code FTL at AdamEve.com. That's AdamEve.com. Continuing with your phone calls, Larry is in Canada. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey, that is you. (laughs) Sorry, I was on speakerphone. No problem. What's on your mind, Larry? Um, actually, it's uh, something I was reading about a number of months ago. Uh, would have been about, uh, I guess, uh, November. Mm-hmm. Um, it was referring to how all of these terrorist attacks seem to occur. These uh, either false flag or whatever they are uh, seem to occur around the uh, the setting of Venus in the West, the planet Venus. And uh, okay. the next one was to occur on December thirteenth, two thousand and eight. And so, you know, I looked around, waited for some kind of incident to occur. Nothing did. So I thought, well, maybe there was a flop to that. You just didn't fish hard enough. Interestingly enough, um, a number of days ago, about four or five days ago, Alex Jones had a uh, show on about a possible uh, bird flu uh, virus that was um, put in, was uh, sent to be put into a regular flu virus, which would then have been handed out to the public. And now that happened three months ago. Um, So I'm wondering, did they try and send that out on December 13th? Who cares? Hmm? Who cares what date it was? What do you... Well, uh, the reason why Astrology? Are we talking about astrology here? Oh, absolutely not. We're talking about some some kook's idea of when's a good time to strike and uh, if there is a correlation to it. You're thinking they chose to strike on that date because it was predicted or Because something? that's what they like, seem to think is special to them. I mean, if it's true that this is the, the, the same consistent time for 9-11, same consistent time for other terror, major terrorist attacks that have occurred over the past decade, then if they if this... If this had been sent out on that particular date, it would show a true correlation between all of this. But what would that mean to you, even if it were true? What would it mean to me? It would mean that there's really some stupid psychopath out there or group actually actually attempting to annihilate the world. And would that validate your viewpoint? Is that what you're looking for? Are you looking for validation of your belief system? 
No. That's no, what it sounds think... like to me, because what does it matter what date the tyranny is, uh, is enacted upon? What does it matter what, uh, you know, what guess... phase the moon is in when uh, somebody <laughs> has violence initiated against them? And why are you specifically, you only singling out uh, certain terrorist events? You say only major terrorist events. Well, how about the, the right. common terrorist event of the, uh, the income tax every year? How about the, uh, the terrorism <laughs> that each individual, uh, in, individual feels when the government comes upon them and they flip the, uh, their, their, uh, the, the police come up behind their car and they flip their reds and blues on? How about the terror that you feel in your, uh, in, in your chest when, when that happens? I, mean, I guarantee you something happened on December okay. 13th and every other well, day. Yeah, yeah, every single day. <laughs> the year the government is raiding people's homes the government is destroying people's lives and you're out there trying to figure out what all you know the planets have to do with it i mean come on no 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 what i'm trying to figure out is that i'm trying to figure out you know there's got to be a way to be prepared for this stuff right to be prepared for what with venus Venus. <laughs> to, to be pre- I'm sorry to, to be such a critic no. here, but to be prepared for what? You're really digging. You're, I mean, no, they, maybe they know, sent I, that I, virus I out on the 13th. Yeah. I wish the hell I was digging, but you know. No, uh, you are digging. With my, pro- with my professional background, Ooh, I, professional. I wish the heck I was digging. But but you don't. Is, you're just saying maybe it went out on the 13th, and you're not calling that digging. You no. have no idea. Well, you know what? I it's sort of it in that month, and maybe that's the day it went out, and that's not digging. You know what? It's not digging. I'm trying. Okay. What I'm trying to do is to try and find some correlation between. If you look events. hard enough for a correlation, you'll find. That's it. what he's doing. I he's guarantee got his, you. He has created. He's, it, that's he's, why I'm talking about digging. He's created uh, a conclusion, and now he's trying to find the evidence that will support that conclusion. Your conclusion is there's some crazy person out there who's decided that December uh, 13th is the day to uh, launch terrorist attacks, and you're trying to prove that by finding evidence of terrorism that has happened on December 13th, ignoring, of course, all of the other wait, terrorism wait, around the world, as though I it would matter if it were true. Can I ask you a question? There you go. Go ahead. This is a simple question. Uh, why do you celebrate? Uh, do you celebrate Christmas? I do not. Okay. Dale, do you? I I do because my family does. Okay. So, yeah. but what's special about that day? Is there anything really special about that day? No, not really. Not, not particularly. Really. So, so it wouldn't matter if you were an atheist, a Christian, a Muslim. You know, I know lots of Muslims. They also celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't celebrate it as that, but they give their kids presents so they don't feel left out like the rest of the world, right? Okay. Okay. So what I'm talking to you about is it seems that for certain people, there's significance to certain days. Valentine's Day seems a great day to get laid. You know, Easter's a great day to think about, you know, uh, sacrifice. And Christmas is a great day to loot and party. Okay? But now... There is people who think of there's great days where they can be most successful at their actions. You know, it's interesting to note that there, there are tons of presidents, prime ministers. Uh, what what would you do then? Let's say the you're planet. right. What would you do? What would you do on December 13th? Let's say if you're really confident that something was going to happen. No I idea exactly guess, what, but you know something what? bad there might happen. Nothing, there is nothing I would do. Uh, but you know what? It would be interesting if, if they are that nuts that they have to follow these particular events, that they have to tell everybody that they're going to do something before they do it. It just seems like that's what they actually do. It, 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 it just appears, go back and look at the, 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 uh, the movies and the trivia and all the stuff uh, that carried on before 9-11. All right, so do you feel fact- like there's anything that can change this?
if no, what you say is true. That can change this, but maybe so, okay, so then that's so then what you're admitting is game. you're just another defeated conspiracy theorist. You don't believe anything can change. You believe that, you know, the world's controlled by a bunch of men in some dark room sitting in a smoky room deciding everything that happens. And for whatever reason, they've got a real hard on for December 13th. Believe, I don't believe. That they're sitting in a smoky room. Okay, I well, think. whatever. Maybe they're meeting over a voicemail conference or something, yeah, or a voice maybe. conference. Look, maybe. look. You, what you've basically admitted is you don't believe anything can change this. So all you're doing is you're just trying to intrigue yourself with all of their oh, actually, whatever it is that they believe. Not. I do believe that we can change this, but do by you? knowing by knowing what the strategy is, why would they do it on a certain day? If it's true that they do no. everything, you're, you're on wasting the, your on time. Setting of Venus in the West. Then you'd know a specific day to to, to do what uh, hide in uh, your basement. Create an amber alert. I don't know. You want to hide in your basement, right? If you hide in your <laughs> no, basement, what does can... an amber alert do? Come on, these all, the, all those color all, all that crap is. is... Up, if if you were truly a government, uh, if you were truly a government, uh, um, I guarantee the government's not doing security. anything to protect let's, us from terrorism. Uh, They're making it worse. Homeland Security. Okay. Now, if you knew that these things occurred on this particular event worldwide, wouldn't that be the key time to up it? Would so you wait, you're not. So what, what point of point backyard? of clarification? You're you're actually saying you don't believe. You're you're a little unusual for a conspiracy guy because you sound like you don't believe the government is controlled by the uh, you know the, the those who are uh, doing I'm these not things. Convinced? No. Oh, okay. So you're saying that? So okay, this is a little different. He's actually saying that government that Mm -hmm. the government security apparatus should really crack down around the 13th, and that'll you know take care of this problem. Raise it to amber. I'm what I'm saying is is that on these particular times and events of this astrological period. That maybe they should be upping their security. All right, tell you call what, you keep, you call keep them up. Call them up. Tell them to. Right, you keep looking at your moon charts, and we'll keep doing our radio show. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Yes, you can absolutely bring up anything on this show. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can dial toll-free 800-259-9231, and you can bring up whatever you want. We won't necessarily agree with you, however. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're completely free, so enjoy those at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help us out, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live over at promote.freetalklive.com. There's a whole list of things you can do. Most of them are completely free or very low cost, like printing flyers, to help get Free Talk Live into more people's ears all around the world. Go and get that list over at promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, we'll take your calls about whatever you want. And since we've been talking about animals... I've got another related story. Uh, well, related in that it's about animals. We started out talking about a horse theft. Uh, rats. Y- your rats. No, I'm just well, you do have some rats. <laughs> uh, you just picked up a couple of rats, and you've been talking quite a bit about them. You're excited, and and pets are great. Pets are fun. Uh, people should be able to uh, to own pets and 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 do as they please with them. I think to a yeah, to a reasonable extent. And I think that if if you know back to the the issue of the horses that we were talking about earlier, if somebody is taking care of their horses in a way that you disagree with. But the horses are still alive, and the, you know they're not emaciated. Uh, you know, if they're if they're not being overfed, or if they're not being fed enough, or they're being underfed, if if whatever it is your disagreement is with the way those horses are being treated, maybe you should just talk to the person. 
Maybe you should go up and, and persuade them. Maybe you should say, hey, you know, maybe... At least as a first step. Right. You know, at the very least. But they don't do that. People these days have been trained, again, by the government indoctrination system to, to, uh, to think that if there's a problem, if they perceive something is wrong with what another person is doing in their life, that they have been trained to just go straight to the state. Just go straight in and fill out a complaint form and let the state agents take care of it for you. That way you don't have to do anything like, oh, have a conversation with someone. This reminds me when I was, I was on, I happened to be on the board of my homeowners association and at, someone had a party and the, it was on a weekend. It ran, it was terribly late, but there was some music and a lot of people there and some noise and, this, the neighbor underneath me called me and said, could I go over there and ask her to please turn it down? <laughs> and I didn't have any authority, uh, especially anyway. I mean, but the I guess was there was scared. that notion. She just didn't want to have to be the person to do it. She didn't want to have to right. go over there and be. Didn't want to look the, like the bad you know. guy. Yeah, and she kind of was. I mean, this person was, uh, this lady was celebrating her, like, uh, some kind of anniversary for mm-hmm. her recovery from cancer. And so she was having a party. And so she kind of was, I mean, she was, it, she she was kind of. The annoying, the neighbor who is constantly complaining about other neighbors, and she didn't want to be the person to go over there and. and What'd you and, tell her? Well, I, I, I told her to exactly to go and do it herself, and, and eventually I caved in because I wasn't, I guess, the strong personality that I am now. Uh, and I went and, and, and very reluctantly said, this is coming from, I told her it was coming from, and I said who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't coming from me. But, of course, everyone assumed I was the one complaining, and they sure. invited me over to the party. And I had been invited to the party, actually, and I just didn't want to go uh, at the time. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, of course, and they invited me to the party and tried to, you know, get me not to be, a compl- you know, a whiner, I guess, <laughs> about the noise. But that's, I think, that's just it. No one wants to confront someone themselves. And, right, and I, would I actually think our social skills are kind of hurt for, because I, of the fact I that agree we... With you. And it, many other skills, because we are... Uh, are brought up to to let the government do so many things for us. Yeah, if you if you aren't put, if you aren't put into that situation where you need to go and talk to somebody, where you st- have to step outside of your comfort zone, essentially. I mean, it's it's easy to go about your life and do the same things over and over again. You get up, you get ready for work, you get in the car, you go to work, you come home, you get you know put something some food on the table, you eat, you relax, you go to bed, and you do it over and over again. I mean, this is the zone that people are in. Then all of a sudden, neighbors across the street or down the hall or whatever. Have a party that's too loud. You aren't used to dealing with situations like that. It makes you feel uncomfortable, and it's uh, it is uncomfortable to go over and ask someone to change their behavior. And in so, that rut you just described, they're in that right. rut largely because of government and because of the indoctrination of how they're told they're supposed to grow up and yep. go into a certain career and and pay their taxes, which you know. All of that, that rut is perpetuated also by government. And so then, of course, we want government to take care of these things for us. Parents who are working their butts off because they're paying so much in taxes are thrilled that the government takes their children from them for a while while they go to work. Yeah, and so you don't have to grow as a person. You don't have to learn how to interact with your neighbors in in that way where you have to have a conversation with them about neighborliness and about mutual respect and whatever other things that you need to talk to them about you're never given you can avoid that encounter at all costs all you have to do is just keep calling the police in and, and they'll take care of it for you and i think you're absolutely right dale that that that's detrimental to people it, they're not growing individually they're not growing in inside and i think that's a problem everything that we're convinced is the government's responsibility and not ours uh that's a really scary place to go i think because we're, we're, no one's just taking personal responsibility.
for them for everything that they do. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The story I wanted to get to here, and we'll get back to the calls, is uh, from the AP. Since we're talking about animals, a canny chimpanzee who calmly collected a stash of rocks and then hurled them at zoo visitors in fits of rage has confirmed that apes can plan ahead, just like humans. Uh, says a Swedish study on Monday, Santino, the chimpanzee's antisocial behavior, Santino is the name of the chimp, his antisocial behavior stunned both visitors and keepers at the Furvik Zoo, but fascinated researchers because it was so carefully prepared. <laughs> According to a report in the journal Current Biology, the 31-year-old alpha male started collecting or started building his weapons cache in the morning before the zoo opened, collecting rocks and knocking out discs from concrete boulders inside his enclosure. He waited until around midday before he unleashed a hailstorm of rocks against the visitors, according to the study. They say, a PhD student says, there are observations, these observations convincingly show that our fellow apes do consider the future in a very complex way. You know, every time they find some barrier between animals and people, the barrier gets broken down and they build a new one. They come up with something new to say, this is why humans are so special and better and all that. He says it implies they have a highly developed consciousness, including lifelike mental simulations of potential events. So the ape knew that people were going to show up by a certain point in the day, <laughs> and he was able. So that, that may mean he can even tell time uh, to some extent, like, you know, has some sort of concept of when the sun is high in the sky, the people come to that fence and I hate them. So, you know, he gathers the stones together before the, you know, high noon or whatever, and he's ready to go. So it's, it's kind of a neat story, isn't it? Oh, it's very neat. And I love it when uh, when these things are found out, when we find out that our animal friends are uh, more like us than we'd originally believed them to be. Well, they said language was a barrier, and then they found uh, cer- uh, certain apes could learn sign language, mm-hmm. and then they said tools were a barrier, and there's lots of animals that used to, not just apes, but, like, they found... Uh, I think it was ravens or crows. They were they they actually bent a a stick into a hook to pull a a, a stopper out of a thing so they could get some food underneath. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, they're so essentially innovating. Basically. That was mind blowing. I've seen it on video. And um, then there's uh, you mentioned language, not just with apes, but also with dogs and cats. They found that dogs can learn over 200 human words. Mm. And I know for a fact that my kitty can do 20 or 30 different tricks. Mm-hmm. And most people would say that, well, cats just don't do that stuff. The latest I heard is that animals don't appreciate art. That was the latest barrier. <laughs> and I'm like, how are we going to figure that out, whether or not an animal appreciates art? You know, whatever it takes, they're going to, you know, there's something that they see as a fundamental difference. Yeah, the, the reality is the difference is very insignificant. I mean, the difference between the animal's DNA and the human DNA in the case of cats and dogs and apes and, and, and many of the mammals that we're looking at here. Very insignificant. The changes are what, like an ape is like ninety nine point nine percent the same as as, as a human. Well, DNA yeah, wise. The, uh, chimpanzees, uh, chimpanzees and bonobo monkeys, I believe, are the closest. They're actually share. They're about the same in terms of how far away they are from us genetically, and uh, and apparently we are closer genetically to chimpanzees than chimpanzees are to other primates. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Just thought I'd share that. It's kind of an interesting little animal story. Let's talk to Roy in Pennsylvania. Roy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? It's on your mind tonight, Roy. Um, I was just listening to what you were mentioning there, how <laughs> like the apes were throwing rocks at like the zoo visitors or, and things like that. Yes. It kind of reminded me, I think there's kind of an analogy here. There's a lot of people around the country right now kind of collecting stones. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Uh, just in case, like, um, like kind of getting into uh, like 
a state of preparedness, I guess. It's not a very good analogy, but kind of. Preparedness in what way? What are you referring to? Uh, like things like um, maybe storing up on food, things like that. Like if the economy were to really collapse and everything, just kind of be prepared for it. Yeah, that's true. Is that what you're calling about tonight? Oh, no, no. I was actually calling to um, mention a few things <clears throat> about, like, communication and uh, secure communication and things like that. Because I've noticed that, uh, like, a lot of news is going around how people are being spied on through the Internet and things like that, and they have all these huge databases. And I kind of wanted to mention to people how you can avoid that in a way. Tell me about it in a moment. We'll bring it back for Hour 3, how you can avoid being spied on. That's always interesting. I know a lot of... People are interested in such things as that. As I've uh, gone along in my life, I've kind of cared less and less about being secretive. And I think that our movement, the liberty movement, at least here in New Hampshire, doesn't really tend to benefit from secrets. I'm trying that, too. But that said, there are some things you do want to keep under wraps. And so we'll see what uh, we'll see what Roy has to say about it. Hour 3 is coming up. You bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching at hour three. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Coming up, an update on the Black Hawk Saloon. You might remember them. They were willing to defy... The state's demands about uh, enforcing a smoking ban will tell you the latest on their case, uh, but your calls are the primary element, so we go back to the phones and to the fun. Roy is on the line in Pennsylvania. Roy, you wanted to share with us some ideas that you had as far as securing your communications, and uh, so I wanted you to be able to continue your thoughts. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, mainly, it's about uh, like Internet security as far as sending messages to people, things like that. But there is other things like, you know, there's walkie-talkies, shortwave, and whatever. Um, I'm actually working on getting a, uh, well, I would need two, but two shortwave data transceivers, which could be like two wireless access points, like a wireless bridge, except over a 1,000 miles. It's really secure. Really? Uh, that could work over goes. shortwave? I mean, the shortwave uh, spectrum, the signals, if you've ever listened to a shortwave radio before, they, they sound really bad. I mean, there's a lot, oh, of, yeah. uh, a lot of hiss, a lot of scratchiness, a lot of interference. Uh, the signals yeah, are just is. not solid. How could you get a data stream to operate over that? A data stream can work on it. Uh, there's a couple different types. I think one is called teletype. I'm not too familiar with the research on it. I haven't done re- uh, shortwave stuff in few months, but it's a real slow data trend. Like, we're talking 56k dial-up speeds here. Okay. But it'd be, like, long-range without having to use the Internet. Like, if the Internet were to just not be useful anymore, like it just went down or whatever, then uh, it would be kind of like a, a backup option. But as far as Internet goes, you want to look at stuff like, um, for, let's say, for instant message programs. Skype is really, really good. It's probably the best of the best as far as that goes. Like, I've seen numerous reports where governments just hate Skype, and even a lot of companies can't stand it because not only is it encrypted so that it's incredibly hard for them to crack it, like it would take years for a supercomputer to do it, but you can hardly even detect a connection going on. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but wait a minute. Aren't you concerned that uh, that that eBay, which owns Skype, is oh, yeah. is basically going to just roll over if the feds come in and say we want to hear what this guy's been saying when he uses his Skype oh, account? Exactly. Like 
Like, it's definitely got the risk of being compromised because I don't really trust eBay a whole well, is, lot. Is the encryption happening on their server or is it happening at the at the client side, in which case Skype doesn't side. even know? So the, it wouldn't matter if the if the feds came in and said, give us mm-hmm. this information. Skype doesn't have it. Is that Am I understanding correctly? As far as I know, basically and, that's how it works. And the way a lot of this encryption stuff works, as I understand it, maybe you can confirm for me. The way that a lot of this encryption stuff works, I mean, I should know this. I guess I'm a computer science ma- I have a master's degree in computer science. There's a I, lot to know about computers. I didn't focus on this particular thing, and I haven't studied it up on it. But um, my understanding with encryption is, uh, you can always decrypt it, given enough time and enough computing power. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but the question is, you know, how long will it take? And by then, the information is old. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, it it, they have to decide. They have to, then they have to, if, it, if it's encrypted, they have to decide what do they want to decrypt and how long will they, will it be, you know, at, at that point, will the information be any good anymore? So Pretty so, much, like as far as eBay goes, they could give up the, uh, they, I was surprised so far they're reluctant to do it, but I'm, Sure, that can easily be changed with some money shift in hand. <laughs> but as far as I know, it's still really good, and uh, it'd be hard for them to even. I think what eBay could do is give up the encryption algorithm, which then gives. Uh, it depends on how it works. I'm not a cryptologist, but uh, it could give them a better chance of being able to decrypt it sooner, or something like that. Right, if they could intercept your transmission. So what you're saying is that with yeah. Skype, which is a program that allows two people and maybe even more than that like a party call or whatever but it allows people on the internet to uh to phone to make phone calls to one another basically over yeah, over the internet files for free like and you have to send a uh oh go ahead i was gonna say and send files you say yeah like even send files because if you got to send a file to someone uh then like i sent uh some articles i wrote like obviously the like political articles some really i'm well, I haven't published any of them. But, and they're not passing th- those these files and the uh, the audio transmissions are not being routed through Skype servers. It's just point to point. It's direct IP to IP. They're not being routed through Skype. It goes through what's called uh, like super nodes, which are kind of like I think it's like I'd have to research it, but it's not like a, a main server like an eBay or something like that that does it. I think I think it's like computers that it's a peer to peer networking connection. I see. And I think. The only connection to the server is like the initial login, basically, so, mm-hmm. so that another person could be able to tell that you were online. But the actual call was so it works like peer-to-peer, directly, yeah, uh, peer-to-peer file sharing did, uh, where you know not not quite like like uh, I think it took the place of Napster was peer-to-peer file yeah. sharing. You know, so you can it works like that. You can but even if it in. doesn't, if it's encrypted when it gets to Skype, then they still it's probably if it was that's encrypted true. by the client application under with some key that with your you own enter, key. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Then then Skype doesn't have the information. And they have right. something. It's just encrypted. There are a variety of different things that can be done. I mean, we could keep going down the list of of software. There's uh, there's Tor, which is an anonymous uh, system. You can essentially put yeah. up anonymous websites, and there's like an, a whole anonymous internet basically out there. And there are a variety of different things that one can do. And of course, that's if you are interested in the ultimate in secrecy and privacy and I and I want to thank you for the call tonight because a lot of people are interested in this and they are curious about it and indeed if if you are looking to uh, to communicate in these ways without having anybody else from the outside, whether it's the government or whether it's a business competitor or whether it's you know uh, an angry ex boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever it might be, <laughs> in some cases there there are some real use for security. However, I think in many cases it's I think it's a waste of time. I think that there yeah, are cases you won't really need something like that. It's just like a worst case scenario. Yep. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Roy. Really appreciate hearing from you. And, and I like your strategy and. 
I, I think uh, to a large extent for activists, uh, being very public is a defense in itself because if you really are worried that they're going to come down on you in some way, they have to do it publicly if everyone knows about you, if you have a lot of friends that are in touch with you, and, and especially if you're in a very public position like you are and, and, I, and I am somewhat, then – you know, there's no, nothing can happen so secretively. I agree. Put it all out there on put it out there on Front Street and let everybody know what your plans are. That way, they can accuse you of being surreptitious. Right. Keep they, them peaceful and right. very public. And that's it's worked out pretty well for us so far here in New Hampshire with a bunch of activism essentially just being planned right out in the open. There are some times where I look back and I'll say, well, you know, maybe if we'd kept quiet who was organizing Freedom Fest, they wouldn't have gone after Mike Barsky, for instance. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it is, uh, you know, cre- it has created an opportunity for the activists to uh, to rally around him. I don't know how Mike feels about that, however. I don't think he expected that the, the city of Keene would go after him for essentially encouraging people to gather publicly. I mean, that's right. all that Freedom Fest really was, was a bunch of people but, getting together and hanging out. But they knew about it because we were planning it publicly on the forum. So I think there's something to be said for secrecy, but I, for one, like the idea of just putting it, put it all right out there. Let them see what you're doing. Let them see what, that, that, what you're planning and show people that we're the ones who are transparent. We're the ones who are, sh- who are more than open about what it is that we're planning and what it is we're up to, whereas the government, they won't even answer questions about why they stole 12 horses from a guy. Yeah, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. We're exactly. peaceful people. The government is not peaceful. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Nicholas in Alaska. Nicholas, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, basically, I was thinking about um, the potential collapse of the U.S. dollar. I mean, I remember you guys mentioning that uh, the amount of money in circulation pretty much doubled recently. Somebody mentioned that, yeah. yeah. I don't remember who, but anyway... That cannot be good for the value of the dollar, I would think. No, it can't. Purchasing power. Certainly so, not. I've been thinking, with the, wouldn't a sudden decline in the value of the dollar, which hasn't really happened yet because it hasn't caught on, but it, when this happens, isn't this going to affect our um, ability for merchants to transport food to one another? You know, it's going to affect a lot of things. I mean, it's going to affect prices, and prices will affect business, and and business being affected will affect people's jobs, and people's jobs being affected will affect business because they won't be spending as much money. And, I mean, if you think it's a recession now, wait until hyperinflation hits. Yeah, all this meddling that they're doing, one thing, you, you, we can't know exactly what's going to happen, but we can, what we can predict with almost 100% accuracy is that there's going to be volatility because they're meddling so much. You know, it's like, it's like you have this big bubble and they're pushing it down in one place and it pops up in another place and they're trying to micromanage something that if that is massively complex it like fits right in with like chaos theory and they're trying to they're trying to micromanage it which is absurd thanks for the call tonight 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line the market's trying to correct itself from yeah. all the uh, you know, all of the government intervention that had been happening but the government continues to intervene and like you're saying it's ke- it yeah. keeps messing with it if you just let the market do the correction we could be back to where we're supposed to be but the government insists on continuing to uh, meddle and that's only going to exacerbate the problems long term more on the way it's free talk live Talk live. You dial toll free. We'll talk to you about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. 
And those features include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on our site, it's completely free. We continue with your phone calls. Toby is on the line in New Jersey. Toby, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, yes, I would like to talk about the uh, Hulu commercial for the uh, online TV. Hulu commercial, Hulu.com, H-U-L-U. What about it? Um, yes, um, the commercial where uh, people are in their cubicles, and they say their brain are turn- is turning into mush, and then they uh, have a, a small print that says, um, we're here to take over the world. <laughs> okay. And uh, I would just like to know how, how, do y- how do you feel about it. I've never seen it, so I don't know. Uh, Dale, That's have you seen I've spot? heard of that. No. I'm familiar with Hulu. I, I watch Hulu. Well, are you suggesting that uh, Hulu is trying to turn people's brains into mush and is admitting that in their commercial? What are you getting at? Um, yes. I'm trying to say they're uh, prom- promoting and um, giving hints on the New World Order and the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Why would they tell us that? Oh, would they tell us that? Because are, are you saying are they against the New World Order and they're trying to warn people, or is that what you're saying? No, they're oh. actually telling us they're here to rule the world. They're actually Hulu. Telling us that Hulu, a website. <laughs> I love the look on your face right now, Dale. Dale looks like he was uh, like, just saw something atrocious occur and was just staring out into the uh, the, the, the blankness. Well, is this because wow. Venus is in the West, or because I? <laughs> I'm still I'm, that one's still getting me a little so, bit. So so you believe that Hulu.com is an extension of a, of the world masters that are attempting to control everyone and everything. Why is it just Hulu.com or is it all of the internet? Is it every internet website or is it just Hulu or is it just the internet television websites? Um, just some of the sites. I mean, it's just showing propaganda. That's all it is. It's just another so, form of propaganda. But so Battlestar Galactica more... is propaganda. Why Hulu, though? I mean, Hulu, all they do is rebroadcast TV shows, and they have commercials, but the commercials are just, like, shortened versions of the same commercials you see on TV. It's the same products and everything. Is there something? I don't What's unusual? What's going on at Hulu that's unusual? Because propaganda is all on TV. TV is propaganda, and they're just promoting it, and they're telling you, they're controlling you through the TV, and they're here to rule the world. That's, so why would they tell us? No, but why tell us that? Why don't why, they want? Why, I mean, why, people. Why? If people really knew that, wouldn't they like? Oh, I quit watching Hulu. By the way, I'm not going to quit watching. I'm not worried about it. But why, I mean, wouldn't people uh, like? Why warn people of your plans? Is, is it is it like the the supervillain who gives his whole plan out to the superheroes at the <laughs> end, just in time so they can stop him? And is it an egotistical thing? They're just so. They're so um, uh, so sure of themselves that they feel okay to, to tell us that they're about to manipulate our minds and turn our brains to mush. Yeah, it's already it's already been done. Well, I'm convinced. I don't know about you, Ian. So, are you? Are, is your brain mush, caller? Um, not, not exactly, but you know, I mean, it's just propaganda. They try to program you through the TV. They try to. I mean, persuade people through the TV, and uh, that's just another form of it. Right. I, I see. Would... You know, I see where you're coming from, and and one of the arguments has always been, well, is television or is the news, for instance, a are they creating, are they molding society, or are they just simply a reflection of society? I happen to believe it. You know, it may be to some extent a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. because if we didn't have society the way it was, then the the news wouldn't be the way it is. There are, of course, people who have an agenda who get into the news business for the specific 
specific purpose of you know of getting their message out there. There's no doubt that people who are who've been looking to inspire others and who've been looking to brainwash others and have been looking to influence others have used uh, television over decades uh, in order to do that. Some of them just want to get you to buy their product. Some of them want to get you to uh, to believe in their viewpoint. But some of them just want to entertain you and, and to look at uh, to look at television as an evil tool. And I should I actually should be taking this caller side because I'm on the radio, not on tele on not on television. But to, to look yes, at television is evil, right? I only listen to the radio. Only listen to Free Talk Live. Uh, but but to look at TV as some sort of evil tool that is is just all over 100% manipulation is I think a little bit ignorant. I mean the reality is it's a delivery method for programming. Now the programming can be a variety of different things. Are you going to tell me the Weather Channel is uh, is propaganda? I'm not necessarily talking about as far as weather, but uh, news period is part part of propaganda. Uh, the Simpsons, Family Guy, they throw little hints in there, say little things. That's propaganda. But the, the, but everything's propaganda. I mean, if you want to if you want to go that direction, this show is propaganda. I mean, we talk about liberty on this show, and we are propagandizing the people that listen. And propaganda is a neutral term, by the way. It's right. not always bad. I mean, you can be propagandizing something that is the truth that's good for people to know, or you could be propagandizing something that's not true, or just trying to influence people in a negative way. But, um, yeah, it's just basically bombarding people with information is what propaganda is. Right, and, and The Simpsons is an entertainment show. The Simpsons is mostly comedy. I wouldn't call that propaganda. There are some messages the, the, in the, there. The makers of The Simpsons have opinions, and that's sure. going to come through in their show. And, and they're sometimes gonna... they're very libertarian. I mean, yeah, they're different so, writers. Yeah. They have a, a team of writers, a large team of writers, and it's not the same writer for every episode. Right. So from one episode the to the next. The movie was kind of libertarian, yeah, Absolutely it yeah. was. The, uh, the, the government was the bad guy. It was the EPA. So... Uh, uh, so yeah, in, in my uh, for, you bring up the Simpsons. I say, from my experience, the Simpsons is pretty positive propaganda, if you want to call it that. Any other thoughts? Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You know, the, I think that what what happens is people have their own self interest, and you get them into a position of power, whether it's media or government or whatever. They pursue what benefits them, and and what we all need to do is be aware of that. That we need to look out for people in positions of power and keep them in check yes. to the extent that we can. So yeah, it's the people that are in power, the people in the seats of government, that are the real problem and the real threat. Yeah, the, the the guys that are out there creating the propaganda, the negative propaganda, the pro-state propaganda, the stuff that we don't like on this show, they're bad guys. There's no doubt about it. But in the world we live in, there's not much you can do about that. Yeah. You can avoid the programming. And in fact, to go back to his original point, Hulu.com, which is the website he was referring to, is essentially is just a collection of a variety of different television shows. Yeah. So if you're talking about giving people a way to avoid the negative propaganda, using Hulu as your distribution point or your receiving point for the information you're looking for, for the entertainment you're looking for, is a better way to do it because you're not flipping through channels. Oh, yeah, you filtered to just the shows you really want to see, and there's a lot less advertising on Hulu than there is on a television show. So. Absolutely, Julia and I recently used Hulu uh, for the first time. I'd never been there before. I'd heard a lot about it. We went there and we watched an episode or two of Battlestar Galactica on Hulu, which, by the way, has a very fascist theme. Battlestar Galactica <laughs> has a very fascist uh, theme in, in many cases. But it's a great show and it's very entertaining. And since we aren't just your average dumbed down uh, consumers, we can take a look at television shows and we can say, hmm, well, we agree with that, but we don't agree with that. Yeah. So I think if you're cognizant of your own thought 
thought process and mm-hmm. you're you're analyzing the information that's being presented to you and not just accepting it as fact, then then propaganda can have very very little effect on you on yeah. on that kind of viewer. Well, and people can there's uh, certainly potential for corruption and greed and power uh, and 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 other and other things like media and big companies and stuff like that. But using government as a solution to that is like using poison to cure cancer. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Dale. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features, they're free, so enjoy those on us, including the updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever you need to know something about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. Now, you know email's not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Wrong. Introducing PrivacyHarbor.com, an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. Sign up for a free account today at PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. That's PrivacyHarbor.com as we continue with your phone calls and talk to Alex in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. What's on your mind tonight? I wanted to speak about the whole encryption thing. Uh, There's a misperception that encryption has to be all about securing data or obscuring it so that it can't be seen by anyone else. But uh, there's another function of um, security, which is uh, authentication. And I think that it's very important to have authentication uh, online so that you really know who you're speaking to, or at least you know who you're speaking to to a better degree than if you didn't have the authentication, even if it's uh, in the open, you know what I mean? And so you two, mean like uh, somebody, if they're on... There that you... uh, do that really well. The first is called OTR, which stands for Off the Record. It okay. provides um, encryption, authentication, perfect forward secrecy, and deniability. Um, there's, um, and that's... I don't even know what any of that stuff is. Now, OTR, so, that's something for uh, instant messenger clients? Uh, yeah, it's a plug-in for things like... Uh, Pigeon and uh, they have an AIM proxy, etc. And it just uh, secures. Pigeon your is a Linux uh, chat. That lets you do a lot of Windows. different chats. Well, it's not just Linux. Oh, it's, it's Windows too. Pigeon, oh, okay. Pigeon runs on Windows. They have a Windows version. Yeah, it's a multi-client. It's a multi-client uh, though. Right, right. Chat client. <laughs> Yeah, the other one is a GPG for securing emails. And it's, I think it's very important to have the ability to just digitally sign an email so that I can verify with a very good degree of accuracy that it came from you. Because I don't want, you know, it, they're just bits and bytes on a screen. I don't know who it really came from, but at least I can be pretty sure, it, you know, an email that it's, was sent to... It's one of the easiest things to hack, to is... It's such, a, it's such an easy thing to hack email too, and actually send someone an email as if it was from someone else. So h- how do you do and that, what, Alex? What's I mean, cool about GPG is that you can sign other people's keys, and what you create is a web of trust. And you know, I could sign Ian's key, Ian can sign a bunch of other free staters' keys, and then you build that trust web, and it's just uh, it allows you to really know which keys are verified and which keys are not. I'm a little confused. How do you sign an email digitally? Do you have to enter a password every time before you send the email? Well, well, 
will happen is you will uh, type out the email, and your email client will uh, make a secure hash of the email. It'll, you know, apply some mathematics to it. And then it will take a file on your computer called a private key and generate a signature from that private key using some exponential mathematics. And then it will send out the email. Now, using your public key that you distribute to everyone, I can verify the signature to make sure that it was signed by the private key, which you don't share with anyone. It's a little confusing to me. How long does all this take just to send an email? Well, uh, when I send an email to you, for example, uh, I'll type out the email. I hit uh, send. A dialog will pop up asking me for a password to decrypt my private key. And as soon as I hit enter, the email is just sent out automatically. Right, but I don't know if it's coming for you or coming from someone else. I mean, what what good does well, that do know, me? Well, you know, if you were to verify my emails using you know the, the software that you would download for that, um, you would have my private key on file in your computer, and your I see. email it integrates client would with automatically your, yeah. verify the email to make sure that it was signed by me. It integrates with your client, in other words, so it's not as bad. Right. I, Everything that's is automated. I understood it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, you know, I guess if you're interested in this kind of stuff, you can get it set up to where it's pretty easy to do. That's what it's sounding like from what you're telling me, but it just seems like too much work for me. I, I don't really care. I, I mean, I'm not sending secret uh, confidential information, so why bother? It's not a matter of being secret, though. It's just a matter of being authenticated so that people know it's coming from you, you see? Yeah. Who cares if it's being read as long as they know it's coming from you and not someone else trying to impersonate mm -hmm. you? Yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. I guess, you know, if you keep your password a uh, real secret to your email account, then there's no real problems. But I see, I could see if someone would get into well, your I, email account. I actually account. disagree. I could send emails um, from your account right now, but uh, the, the problem is you're using um, Google for your email. But there are many uh, email servers which don't have a, a special technology enabled called SPF, and I could send out emails and impersonate anyone. I could do it from uh, – uh, I could impersonate teachers' emails at school, for example. Yeah, it is relatively easy to do with, you know. That's a good thing most people aren't out there doing that kind of stuff. And uh, thank you, Alex, for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just, I, I mean, it seems like too much effort for me. I'm, I'm not really doing anything that requires uh, ultra-secrecy. and. I was vaguely interested in pursuing, like, PGP at one point, which just sounds very similar to what he's talking about, where you have a public key and a private key, and... And I, I I was vaguely interested in it, and I just like never got around to it. So yeah. I guess I just didn't feel the motivation to do it. Yeah, if you've got something secret that you need to cover up, then you'll be motivated. You'll take the yeah. time to to look into whatever you need to to make sure that your uh, your secrecy is provided there. Uh, we continue here, and you can bring up whatever you want. Bob is on the line in Florida. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Bob. Yeah. Hey, Bob. How you doing, my man? Bob, you're my former realtor from Sarasota, Florida. I am. What's happening, dude? I thought I'd give it a call and see how you're doing. And uh, I know you were talking about licensing, and you know I'm ready to move to New Hampshire as soon as you turn the temperature up and get rid of those horse thieves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're working on it, man. But it's not. Uh, I guess the idea is to get here and help us get rid of the horse thieves, and not uh, wait until it's all been taken you care of. You have to talk to Al Gore. He's hasn't made good on his promise for the temperature increase yet. So yeah, are you well, a native? He's still going to sell those carbon credits, I think, isn't he? I, I don't know. Are you a Florida native, Bob? I am. Oh, okay. Well, me too. I guess you've been down there a little longer than me, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's really not that bad. I mean, it's just frozen water up here. In some ways, it's really nice, actually. I was just saying that uh, in You're Georgia... You're a southerner, native southerner. I'm from Georgia yeah. originally, and, and Southern California, and, and Southern California has pristine weather all year round, so it's really hard to compare anywhere to that. But in Georgia, for instance, we do have shorter, uh, milder winters, but... 
we have a really, really long season of like dreary, overcast, miserable weather and a lot of drizzle and rain and things like that. And I've one thing I noticed this winter, uh, uh well, and, and, and in general is that we, yeah, we had a lot of snow and uh, we had, um, you know, cold temperatures, but sunny days. Like all through the winter, there was mm-hmm. some really pretty sunny. It's really pretty weather. We have yeah, a lot of really clear no skies and stuff. People said that there was there was no that sun in New That is absolutely not true. We have beautiful, beautiful um, sunny days. Um, just about all year round, we have some really nice sunny Actually, days, the even in the middle of the winter. Days are when it's clear because you get the heat loss. The clouds don't you know hold it in. Uh, maybe that's why. But we get some really pretty days out here, even during the winter. I don't mind snow as long as I got skis on my feet and it's springtime. And the Rockies are up in you know the northeast. Somewhere, maybe New Hampshire. You guys got skiing up there, don't you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's a, that's real big up here, as you might imagine. Yeah, I might have to come up there and visit you guys. So, then. yeah, you should. You know, bring your family up for Pork Fest. We talked about it earlier uh, this uh, th- this show in the first hour. I think it's uh, it's an event that happens during the summertime. It's great for a family because there's Liberty Forum, which just ended this past weekend, which is more of a convention style atmosphere. Not too much for the kids to do there, but when you're out at a campground, that's perfect for uh, to bring kids up to. In fact, a lot of families do come up for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it's during the summer, so it's a yeah. great opportunity to uh, come up and experience New Hampshire. Several, I know Several people brought uh, snowboards with them up to the Liberty Fest, mm-hmm. Liberty Forum. So, hey, tell your Porcupine Realtor friend to give me a call. I emailed him about doing referrals, and I never heard back from him. You know what? I I don't know. You're talking about Mark Warden? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I want to get a spot there too. I'm going to probably advertise on your site here. Mark's my realtor right now. He's really good. That'd be fantastic. Uh, we'll we'll certainly pass the word on. I don't know. Maybe he missed the email. Shoot him another one. Uh, he's probably a pretty busy. He's a pretty pretty busy guy from what I understand because he's right now. I think he's the, kind of the only porcupine really realtor. Active too. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's very activist here in the Free State Project, and he's a he's great at everything. Guy. I see him he, everywhere. Yeah. He goes all. He drives all over the place. He he helps out with Pork Fest. He helps out with Liberty Forum. He helps out. Just everywhere he can, and so uh, he's a very busy guy. Yeah. Bob, it's great hearing from you, man. I thank you for the call. Look forward to seeing you uh, someday up here in New Hampshire, even if it's just for a visit, because it is a great place. It's a great place to visit. It's a great place to come up here and, and experience uh, being around hundreds of like-minded people. And even if it's not during the Porcupine Freedom Festival or during Liberty Forum, if you just want to come up and, and see what it's like to be in New Hampshire and be around these activists, just an- announce your uh, your arrival. Go to nhfree.com, go to the forums there, or go to the Free State Project forum. Or freeking.com. Or all of the above. And post a message saying, here's when I'm coming, here's where I'm going, and I'd like to meet some of you guys. And, and you'd be surprised how many people will come out just to meet somebody who's coming up to visit. More on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time, perhaps, for your call if you make it right now at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Dale. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and helping expose new people to the idea of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You'll get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. And coming up this summer, you get to choose from 12 different seminars uh, from the Institute for Humane Studies. Locations across the country, participation is completely free, and IHS covers meals and housing. Now, one of those seminars that's going on is in Philly, 
It's going to be happening. It's called the Scholarship and a Free Society Seminar between July 25th and 31st. It's for graduate students, and it examines the implication of libertarian ideas on society, academia, the future, and more, Through rooted, uh, though rooted in scholarship. This seminar will also connect issues in the academy to world events. In addition to the many fundamental questions being raised in economics, participants will explore the impact of the world crisis on law, government, and the conception of the state. The deadline to apply for that is March 31st, and to do so, you can go to libertarianseminars.com and get registered. That, again, is libertarianseminars.com. We continue with your phone calls. David is on the line in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, that uh, goofy uh, uh, Hulu, uh, that commercial, I first saw it on Super Bowl Sunday, or the big game, I guess it's supposed to be said on radio. Uh, uh, It's just a comedy. It's a comedy skit with Alec Baldwin. He starts out by saying, hi, this is Alec Baldwin. And then he puts his fingers in the parentheses mark or the, uh, the quotation marks and mm-hmm. said, TV superstar. And it just goes on like that for a couple, for a 30-second commercial. It's, it's kind of funny, actually. I think you guys might have been pranked. <laughs> no, I don't believe that call was a prank. I think that people really do. There are some wacky people out there that everywhere they look, there's a conspiracy theory. Everything that they look at is, a, is some sort of, you know, it's tied into the evil men in the smoky room trying to control the world. Yeah, I, I found I, I, him to be sincere. Dale, did you think that caller was sincere? He sounded like he meant it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's kind of goofy. It's actually quite a funny commercial. I thought, at least I liked it um, every time it comes on afterwards. But anyway, that's all I really had to say. Right. I just thought you, the more I thought about it, the more I thought you guys have been pranked. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, if it was a prank, it was a good one because he, uh, he certainly fooled me. Thank you for the call tonight. I promised an update on the Blackhawk Saloon story. If you may recall, last year we had Carrie Ellison on the show with us. And uh, by the way, we are on in Charleston this hour, Charleston, West Virginia, on WVTS down there. Uh, The Blackhawk Saloon owner, Carrie Ellison, refused to comply with the smoking ban. Awesome. And we we had him on the show because it's very rare that a business owner will be so courageous as to literally put his entire business on the line, to put his, you know, life's dream, essentially, on the line, to stand up for principle. And in this case, the principle is to be able to control your property. You run the business. You pay the rent or you own the building. You get to decide how things are run in your business. But the government says differently. The government says, no, we're going to decide on this smoking thing and you will obey. Not only will you obey, but you'll also enforce it for us. You'll also, if you spot one of your customers smoking, you'll also go up and stop them. <laughs> That's what they want out of business owners. And most business owners will go right in, they'll go right, oh, sure, whatever you say, yeah, I don't like it, but I'll do it because I'm scared and I don't want you to take my business from me. So what did they do as a result of Mr. Ellison's reticence? What did they do as a result of his refusal to cooperate? Story is from the WV Gazette, WVGazette.com. A $400 fine plus court costs will not make Carrie Paco Ellison comply with Kanawha County's expanded smoking ban. On Wednesday, and this was written a couple, uh, about a week and a half ago, El- Ellison became the first bar owner convicted of violating the Kanawha Charleston Health Department's eight-month-old indoor smoking regulations. Ellison, who owns the Blackhawk Saloon in Charleston, represented himself during an hour-long magistrate court hearing. He says he doesn't have the authority to stop customers from lighting up. Ellison told the uh, magistrate, I'm not the smoking police. And you know what? He's not. It's not the job that he took on when he decided to open up his saloon. 
Well, apparently they don't even think he owns his property. So what business does he have telling people not to smoke, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the, the Harshberger, who is, or Ward Harshberger, who is the magistrate, noted the health department's regulations stipulate that bar and gambling parlor owners must act to prohibit smoking. Providing ashtrays for people, it's not the way we do it, said Harshberger, who ordered Ellison to pay a total of $400 plus 300 in court costs for two smoking ban violations. Ellison later appealed his conviction to the Conowa County Circuit Court. He said, we're going to ride this out. We're going to the next level. Business is great. Health department officials praised Harshberger's decision. They predicted Ellison's punishment might persuade more bars to comply with the smoking ban. So what they're doing is sort of a common tactic by government. They'll pick out one business owner and then, you know, push him up against the wall and give it to him real good. And then they'll show him as the example to the rest of them. They'll say, you don't want this $700 fine, do you? You don't want us to come in here and shut your business down. You don't want to be like Carrie, do you? You don't want to be like uh, the Blackhawk Saloon. Now get in line, business owners, and, and start to crack down and do what we say. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing here. But Ellison isn't going along with it. The department's environmental director, Anita Ray, says, We're serious about enforcing our regulation. Ray uh, plans to notify the State Alcohol Beverage Control Administration about Ellison's conviction. ABCA officials have said they would not revoke Ellison's liquor license unless the health department first pulled Blackhawk's health permit. The department has no immediate plans to do that. She said, we're not going to take the health permit based on a smoking violation, at least not yet. At the start of Wednesday's hearing, Ellison requested a jury trial. Since Ellison faced no jail time for the violations, he wasn't entitled to a jury, Harshberger told him. But if he doesn't pay the fine, I bet he'll be facing some jail time. If he doesn't pay that $400 fine, if he doesn't pay the $300 court costs. I wonder about that because, you know, if you just decide not to pay a fine here in New Hampshire, I'm not sure how they work it there, you can go to jail for a period for $50 a day. That's right. Uh, I don't know. In a case of a business like that, would they just take it out of... Just steal from him, in other words. Would they, how would know. they get it from him? They'd have to uh, go to well, his bank. Yeah, they? I guess they. I guess they can. Uh, I mean, I guess it would. Like you said, they would. They might at some point just take away his ability to do business anymore. That's what they would. Another. Absolutely. That's what it probably will come down to. He'll probably end up getting backed into a corner where he either pays or they yank his license. And then if they yank his license, most people are not. Most people can't even consider doing business without a license. Right. So odds are good he'll shut down. But what they what he could do is if they pulled his license, he could just say, well, so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep selling this stuff. And then then they're going to put him in jail. Yeah. Because if you're selling alcohol without a license, that's going to result in uh, jail time. Anyway, El- Ellison uh, said no lawyers in town would take his case. He said that the only thing on my side is honesty. I'm going to call them as I see them. The magistrate asked Ellison and the assistant prosecutor whether they wanted to make opening statements. The prosecutor declined, and Ellison said, I wanted to see how it's done, assuming or assuring Harshberger that he'd watched court TV. I've been charged with these crimes I don't think I'm guilty of, and I'll prove I'm not guilty of these charges. Wednesday's first witness was a part-time health department sanitarian who cited the Blackhawk Saloon for smoking violations, says, uh, saying that they had ashtrays out and six people and three of them were smoking. Ellison asked Hannah whether he spotted the no-smoking signs posted throughout the bar. Hannah said, you allowed customers to smoke, noting that Ellison also posted a large smoker's welcome banner outside the bar. (laughs) Good for him. (laughs) After questioning Hannah, Ellison took the stand declaring he was a non-smoker, but he wasn't about to tell his customers to stop smoking. The assistant prosecutor asked people 
whether or asked whether he'd find people smoking at the Blackhawk if he stopped by on Wednesday, and Ellison said it'd be a safe assumption. So, you know, he wasn't denying it. He's yeah. admitting that people are smoking in his bar. And by the government's rules, that's not allowed. So, of course, they found him guilty. They found him guilty, yeah. and they demand that, he's pay, uh, that he pay this fine, and he's now, again, appealing the, uh, the sentence. Will he have any success at this? I certainly hope he does. I certainly hope that this uh, appeals court overturns this, and if they if they overturn this, then it would essentially invalidate the smoking regulation, wouldn't it? Yeah, I I don't know. I I can't tell how they're going to work things anymore. It's well, I uh, we can we can make a safe prediction that he will fail, and that the smoking or that the uh, the appeals court will uphold whatever it is the other court said, and even if he takes it all the way to the Supreme Court, it'll probably be upheld. But nonetheless, mm. I mean, you have to you have to give the guy credit. Oh, I give for, him. A- for standing up for Massive himself. kudos. I, you know, we need, you know, it's the kind of thing we try to do here in New Hampshire. Maybe it's catching on. I don't know. I don't want to take credit for what's going on down there, but no, I know. don't want to take credit for it either. And I think that uh, I think that but, more of this needs to happen, though. More yeah. business owners need to say no to the government regulations because it was like I said uh, last night. It was the first regulation that was the problem. Yeah. It was the first law, the first regulation that. And I don't mean um, th- I don't mean to say there should be no law. I think there should be natural law, the natural law of do no harm. And I think that's all that we really need. All right, your the, there's only one one law we have right now, and it's not a good one. It's do not dis obey. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do all kinds of things that would be illegal otherwise. And if you do them in the manner prescribed by government, it's okay. You get the license to do them and things like that. So so we're done for tonight. It's been Ian here with you. And Dale. Uh, coming back tomorrow, you can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. So remember, when government uh, pushes you, push back a little bit and say no. Try it. Try just say no and see what happens. Very empowering. Yep. See you tomorrow night. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.